Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough and we have just three spots remaining. Your favorite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings, Joe Whitten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. Thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Wellness women around the world, welcome to 2016 and uh, I'm Ashley and I'm Andrea and we're so happy to welcome you back to the Wellness Women Radio podcast. Thanks for joining us uh, in the start of this new year. We uh, do have a shout out to anyone who's ever lost an assignment at uni or they've ever had their files corrupted or their computer crashed because we recorded an absolute smashing episode for you didn't we Andrea? Oh I thought it was great. It was ready to go for the start of the uh, the year and if anyone who's been uh, tuning in to us noticed there was a missing episode last week um, we did have a great recording that didn't get through so this is actually our first one for the year so let's get into it. Yeah so happy new year ladies uh, we're going to try and fix that one and put it back for you because it was was actually an hour-long episode. It was, it was gonna a ha- bonus blockbuster bumper special. <laughs> it was going to help you to start 2016 off with a bang. But you know what? We're going to cut to uh, an even more important topic as far as I'm concerned. and something oh, Goals that... and aspirations and oh, goals yeah, is pretty important too. But uh... I think this is probably speaking to my uh, passion and obsession um, now. And today we're going to dive straight into hormonal imbalances. And this is something that I did with every single day in my practice with my patients I read about I teach about um, I do stacks of public speaking in regards to this topic and you know we could it's so diverse we could actually you know devote the entire show just to this topic alone and the reason which we're going to yeah and I think the key there is that we're going to then dive throughout the year because we've got some really cool guests in mind we're actually going to start something new this year and that is we're going to start interviewing some uh, you know industry experts in the different areas we want to talk more about so we can niche down and narrow down these topics for you and bring in some other voices some people that are out there in the community or out there online that you may be interested in connecting with um, to just expand your opportunity to grow and learn about your health and well-being exactly because we want to give you the absolute best chance we can to have you know the best health and be your best you and some of these people are going to add so much value to that so I can't wait till we get I'm there. I'm so excited we start interviewing so it's uh, our first interviews on the Wellness Women Radio we'll be uh, coming to you very soon so look let's start let's talk about what we said we we're going to talk about that's you know hormone imbalances in women specifically today and you know I mean this is something I've seen a lot and heard a lot about as well you know you're particularly you know, focused on this area. I sort of have a few other passions on my sidelines as well. So we're going to go backwards and forwards between us. But, you know, even just down to the, the 
biggest molecules in media. This is just a topic on the lips all the time. You've got Oprah and the Dr. Oz show. These guys go through this stuff so often. And you've got to ask mm. the question, why would a media mogul go through something that affects only half the population technically? You know, so half the population is gender specifically female. But then obviously so many women are having problems with this that they are dedicating entire shows and episodes to these topics because it's so, so important. And you cannot have a women's health segment or women's health show without addressing women's hormones. The reason why we're starting the year off with this is because we've had so much feedback, so many questions, so many emails from our amazing listeners who have specific underlying hormonal imbalances that they want us to address. And we are so um, excited to help you with that. And we're going to get into the more specifics in further shows coming up. But we wanted to just change this conversation around women's hormones and we wanted to give you a bit of framework to think about every time you were thinking about your cycle every time you were thinking about the way your body's functioning to have a bit of a different perspective on it and understand that hormonal imbalances are not normal and common but not normal absolutely they're so common but not normal and we can break this all the way back down to just something as simple as period pain or period irregularities, that's not normal. A normal cycle is no symptoms. And that is such a new concept for so many women that a normal cycle is no symptoms. I usually get blank stares when I tell women this um, because we're so enculturated to think of our cycle as being something taboo, something we don't really talk about. Um, it's painful. It's uncomfortable. It's unhygienic. It's something you can't have when you're on holidays. <laughs> you know, all of these things because of the way we have been taught to address it. And also so many women have been told that they're just unlucky if they have horrendous periods or horrendous hormonal imbalances and that there's nothing further from the truth. It is a symptom of hormonal imbalance and it's absolutely something that can be addressed. Yeah. And women, if you're like me, you know, when I was 17, irregular cycles, I didn't have the painful periods and bleedings, but uh, the irregularity was enough for my GP at the time to put me on to the contraceptive pill. Mm -hmm. So, you know, without greater understanding of the body and, and how the body works cyclically, um, that was just a simple solution and seemed to make a lot of sense. And it allowed me as an athlete and sportswoman to skip the bleeding, which was so great because when you had a competition on national level racing and you had had your menstrual cycle it was the most frustrating thing so you'd actually just go and skip the sugar section and just keep going and I would go through periods of four to six months actually not letting any bleed happen because I didn't want to because I always felt the wrong time I had something better to do you know without any understanding whatsoever what I was doing why I was doing it and no cautions or indications from the doctor that that could have been a problem for doing that so I guarantee that ladies listening there are some of you sitting there right now going oh I do that too yeah um i used to do that and i will tell you right now i haven't been on the contraceptive pill from uh, probably a decade i think it is by now and i would never go back on it yeah. but let's talk about why that is because we just want you to know that so many of you just like us have gone through this and we're going to try and help you solve some of these things and I'm sure, like me in the past, you get so many well-meaning people telling me so many different things, great advice coming from all directions. And then the question is simply to say, well, who's right? Yeah, yeah. And that is so common with almost every woman that we come across that, you know, they might have had 
some painful periods, things are a little bit um, ad hoc when they first start cycling, which is fairly normal for teenage women. Um, you know, they might get a little bit of hormonal acne or some breast tenderness, and as a teenager, that's the last thing you want. And what's the first thing that women usually do? And exactly what you've described, you know, you trot off to your GP, they put you on the pill and off you go. And you might be on the pill for 10 to 15 years before thinking, oh, you know, maybe I'll come off that because now it's time to start a family. So we spend the first half of our life trying desperately to avoid pregnancy. And by using these methods, what generally tends to happen is we spend the next half desperately trying to get pregnant and get our fertility yeah. cycles back in order that inadvertently we've disrupted for so many years yeah. and sadly a lot of us then have to revert to reproductive technologies or support exactly because there seems to be no other options so we're talking to the women in that spectrum um you know we're not sort of going to dive too far into the menopause perimenopausal sections today because mm-hmm. this is really about you know women in their fertility prime because these are the hormones that are most relevant right now is that correct, Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but when you mentioned that, one of the really scary things is that one in a thousand women under 30 are now going into menopause, and one in 10,000 women under the age of 20 are going into menopause. Wow. Now, I couldn't imagine how that would feel if you're yeah. you know, wanting to have children in the family to find out that you're that one in 1,000. So this is a product of our current lifestyle. This is a product of our current hormonal imbalances. And that's if we all break it down to its, you know, its base sort of level, it is a hormonal imbalance. Uh, so, you know, let's talk about what that might look like for, you know, so many women out there. And it can take so many different forms. It can mimic so many different things. Um, but, you know, symptomatically, like some of the things we've mentioned, it can be anything from irregular periods, painful periods, um, lots of cramping, heavy clotting. Uh, breast tenderness, sugar cravings, yep, skin problems, skin problems, um, infertility, uh, fertility challenges, even mood changes like bloating, overweight, absolutely, obesity, digestion um, can certainly mimic depression, anxiety, uh, flip flopping between being really angry to weeping in the space of a few minutes you might be watching an oprah commercial and all of a sudden you're in tears and you think what the hell is wrong with me yeah you, you <laughs> am like am i going crazy yeah and that's something that's really uh really typical when people or women are in that um premenstrual time right before they get the period is they'll have this huge dramatic swing of emotions and moods and it's usually the partners that you can actually ask about bad is her PMS and they'll usually like want to sit on their hands and not say a word but you'll see their eyes go really Andrew, wide and go yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Really bad. it's really bad it's, yeah she's a devil on the yeah. Uh, yeah and look I mean you may already have diagnosis so to yeah. speak in the sense that you might have already been told that you have you know hyperthyroid underactive thyroid overactive thyroid you might be told that you've got polycystic ovarian syndrome endometriosis um, how about uterine fibroids and, and exactly. anything that Polyps. indicates the that there's something on. out of order yeah. in your hormone profile. Exactly. And again, these are all just symptomatic of hormonal imbalances and they may go from some of the symptoms that we just talked about to the extreme ends of those diagnoses. Um, and they can be completely debilitating for women. Uh, and there's not a lot of support out there because, like we said, the answer to most of these problems is usually hormonal contraception, which does not ever fix anything. It is not a cure. 
It's a masking agent. Absolutely. And it, yeah. it just checks your own hormones off. It puts synthetic hormones into the system and your body can't tell the difference um, and it really disrupts the whole cycle and uh, certainly depletes your body of a whole bunch of different things as well. Uh, we will certainly do an episode exclusively on the physiological effects of the oral contraceptive pill and any kind of hormonal intervention. Um, but within in medicine, they usually take that model because they might do some testing of, of the hormones. Uh, usually it's in the form of a blood test and it's usually a one-off blood test that they'll do. And that's kind of like taking one piece out of well, a it's whole ripping, puzzle. Yeah, or ripping a page out of a book and reading yeah. that and putting that in context of the entire book, but you've just read the drama part. Exactly. Or you've read the best part, and yet you're sitting there thinking, but hang on, I feel terrible, but my hormone profile is normal, exactly. according to the blood test. And those blood tests don't reflect time of day in exactly. terms of the ups and downs we naturally have in those hormone cycles. Yep. So again, we're getting this snapshot in time that can be quite deceptive, and it yep. could either make you feel crazy because you handed back the results that says it's normal yep. and there's nothing wrong with you according to the testing on the blood test, or they hand you back a horrendous profile. And again, that may not reflect entirely the big picture, which is the way in which the cycles and, and the profiles work. Exactly. And the interpretation of those results is critical as well because where you were at in your cycle when the blood test was actually taken is going to change those reference ranges. So if you think you are at day you know, 14 when you're you know, sort of gearing up to that ovulation time, but you're not and your test results reflect something different, then all of a sudden you might be going down a pathway of diagnosis or treatment that's not appropriate for where you're at in your cycle at that one point in time. Your well, hormones you change every two and a half days. Yeah. Um, so you know, so there's the same. If you don't like the mood you're in right now, wait two and a half days, you'll have a different one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you have irregular cycles, how can you possibly map those out? Yes, one, exactly. one month you have 28 days, the next month you have 32, then you have 29, then you have 34, then... Or then you have 68, you know, you've gone two months in a row and you think, well, hang on, how on earth can I possibly know where I'm at with that? Exactly. So this is for you ladies, the ones that are confused, the ones that are, you know, a bit lost with their profiles, you know, totally frustrated, totally fed up, getting so much information, but not getting any solutions. And so if there is, say, a deficiency in certain hormones, which is usually how, um, you know, medicine works these days, they will tend to put you on a supplementation of that hormone to kind of fix things hmm. and it doesn't really fix anything because hormones don't work in a linear pattern and less of one and then topping that up is you know more is not more that will not create a solution and you really need to figure out what the underlying causes are and address those including some of the lifestyle factors that we'll get into before you go frosting yourself in estrogen or progesterone or you know testosterone as it might be now would it be okay with you guys if we just quickly define a couple of hormones because i think it's really important we, we use the word hormones a lot it's in media we use it ourselves mm. but we already have an understanding and interpretation of what they are but I thought it was something really great that we saw, you know, and I, I don't reference, you know, fame for any reason other than the fact that it's simple. They've often done the homework and made things simple for us. But I loved, um, you know, Dr. Oz um, describing what they call the hormone factory and basically taking you through a brief tour of your body and how that finely tuned endocrine system is designed to work. And they run through five key hormones, which, you know, for us, that's exactly our reference points as well. But for women's health particularly, it's important. And, you know, understanding these these hormone producers, where they come from, then you understand, okay, which hormone they produce, and then you understand the interactions that can play out from there. So, you know, one is looking at 
going from sort of top to bottom is the pineal gland. And, you know, it's a little gland that sits up, you know, in the middle of your brain, basically. Um, it's used in chakras a lot. You know, there's the reference point and midpoint of the forehead there. And, you know, even though it's, there's, you know, mysterious functions, they're still trying to work out the entire, you know, I guess, mystery of this pineal gland because it's used in a lot of energetic healing as well mm -hmm. and they're trying to work out that space. Um, but it produces the sleep hormone and melatonin. So, you know, this is, again, when we look about hormones, sleep is an important part of that. Next down is looking at the pituitary gland. And it's, I mean, if you knew how small this thing was, you'd just think, how can it be so profound in our health and well-being? Because we all think it's the big stuff that matters most. But this tiny little gland is just the size of a pea. And it releases hormone that stimulates or increases um, the ability of other glands to switch on and off. So it's a regulation gland. Yeah, exactly. So the uh, the pituitary and the hypothalamus are known as the the master glands because they are, you know, the the top part of the axis that all the other hormones within the body are created off and you have this feedback loop that goes back and forth to the hypothalamus and pituitary that interacts with all of the other systems as well so that's why it's uh you know the pivotal point right there yeah tiny but so so powerful and so important um in terms of women's health as well the thyroid gland we've done you know a whole episode on the importance of the thyroid um again it feeds back directly to the hypothalamus and the pituitary it's that hypothalamus pituitary thyroid or adrenal thyroid axis that can you know create havoc and the thyroid is also very much involved in the ovarian hormones as well. So as, you know, one of the best analogies we could use is that your hormones have to work like almost like a symphony orchestra. So everything has to be so finely tuned and everything works off everything else. Um, the thyroid is responsible. You know, it's kind of your own internal thermostat. So it controls your metabolism, your body temperature. Um, it kind of uh, regulates the rate that you burn calories so that's why um you know it's so involved in your metabolism and concerns with weight gain weight loss exactly. um, absolutely it's a central point of that you've also got the adrenal glands we just made reference to that and they're sitting um little sort of pyramids sitting atop your kidneys on left and right side of your kidneys there and they secrete the hormones that are involved in your fight or flight response and so this is adrenaline and cortisol and these are so important to stress um, they also regulate your blood pressure through the release of a hormone called aldosterone so you know there's lots of other little interactions in there as well there's a few others but primarily they're the key ones when it comes down to hormone imbalances in in women and of course last but not least down the chain there and this is just a we've only given you a couple there are other endocrine hormones but we're just focusing on the ones that are relevant to you right now um the ovaries i mean <laughs> that's what makes us womanly doesn't it we, yeah. we've got these two little ovaries in us and uh, that's where all the fancy stuff happens in regards to fertility and pregnancy so with the help of your the other parts of your body your ovaries produce your ovarian hormones so particularly estrogen and progesterone uh, which are the the two big ones there and as well as in women small amounts of testosterone as well these are also especially later in life your adrenal glands kind of take over some of this role a bit later on mm. um, and there are certainly other pathways within the body that these hormones can be made as well but 
the ovaries are, are the little uh, little keystone there for, for women's hormones. So that's where the ovarian hormones come into play. Now with your cycle, there's pituitary hormones that come in, there's ovarian hormones that come in, and then they have to interact and balance to create enough of a spike to have ovulation and then enough of a drop off and then again a spike to have you know a, a period or implantation of an egg if fertilization occurs and all of the things that then happen along the chain. So so it's a pretty important part of our body. <laughs> incredibly. And look, when we use the word hormones, um, it's not to dumb it down or simplify it. It's just simply, it's an incredibly complex concept to get across in a podcast. Yeah. Um, it's the sort of thing that we spent time at uni looking at slides and, and, and PowerPoints and graphics and imagery, because the imagery is incredibly important understanding to the biochemistry uh, involved. So to try and relay it across in a podcast for us is probably a biggest challenge wouldn't you say when we're trying yeah. to talk about women's health yeah I, I know that it sort of stresses me out and I think how am I going to explain this in a way that is verbal and not visual and I'm so tactile visual so I struggle sometimes to get these words through so I hope you're still understanding us when we talk about hormones we're talking about things that are producing the hormones and how that's affecting your health right now so hopefully uh, you've got a bit of an understanding of when we talk about your hormone factory you kind of have a bit of an idea of which uh, parts of your body are involved, which systems are involved. And the, one of the biggest challenges that women have these days is that they don't know this information, that they're not taught this information. And that ancient wisdom that I have absolutely no doubt our great-great-grandmothers had has been lost in translation somewhere along the lines. You know, women used to have these rites of passage and these rituals around their cycles, uh, which I think is amazing. And we've certainly lost that. Um, However, let's talk about why there's so much hormone dysregulation these days. So what are the biggest causes of hormonal imbalances? And this is what I call my four S's of hormonal imbalance. And the four S's stand for stress, sugar, spinal misalignments or subluxations, and sleep deprivation. And so let's break them down. So the absolute biggest culprit to hormonal imbalances for women is stress. And this is a bit of a hard concept to get your head around because everybody is stressed. Everybody's stressed and tired. Everybody's got so much on their plate. We're such high achievers, which is fantastic. But there's a downside to that. And the downside is how it's actually affecting our endocrinology. Um, when we go into that fight or flight response, when we kick into that cortisol overdrive, it actually then creates a process called pregnenolone steel. And what happens is when we use too much cortisol, our body has to keep making it. And to do that, it has to use pregnenolone, which is one of the kind of base hormones that then goes on to make, you know, your progesterone, your estrogen, and some of the other things. But cortisol is really bossy and it keeps robbing those hormones because it is for your survival. It's for your survival. So of course the body is going to, uh, you know, prefer to make that rather than your ovarian hormones because, you know, biochemically, if you're running for your life on that fight or flight response, worrying about, you know, making babies and having balanced cycles is pretty low on the priority list right there. And particularly progesterone, which is kind of um, nature's valium for men and women um, is the one that gets affected first. So uh, progesterone is that hormone that kicks in in the second phase of the cycle. Okay, it um, is really important for thickening the lining of the uterus. It's really important for um, 
creating proper implantation for the body it also raises the body's temperature a little bit as well because when you're pregnant you need to kind of be baking a baby Mm. Um, and progesterone is should be a hormone that helps to balance out women's moods as well so when we're stressed and tired our body's making heaps of cortisol we're in this fight or flight response it's robbing progesterone to make even more of it when progesterone goes down because our body has to be in that perfect balance it actually boosts estrogen So when our estrogen goes up and up and up and it keeps overproducing that because there has to be some sort of balance, then we go into what we term estrogen dominance. And this is what I see most commonly in women is this problem. So too much estrogen. And not only are we kind of bathing ourselves in this estrogen bath because of pollution and the toxins in our life, which we've talked about previously in episodes about all of the xenoestrogens, when we're making too much of this hormone ourselves, it also does other things like it suppresses our thyroid gland. You know, some of the things we've just mentioned. It puts immense pressure on the liver, okay, and blocks that out so we're not getting those good detoxification pathways and not getting the hormones out of our body properly. And this is where, you know, if anyone's ever had a, a liver enzyme function test and they've got poor results or fatty liver profiles, mm-hmm. you really need to be going backwards. It's not the liver. Yep. The liver's just the end organ getting clogged up with all this other stuff you have to go back and say well hang on what's clogging up the liver not just simply i just need to clean the liver it's the liver the liver's the problem exactly don't blame the liver <laughs> yeah and if your poor liver's not detoxifying properly you're going to be unhealthy because yeah. it's kind of like the filter of your car you can't expect to go a lifetime without you know cleaning out or changing that filter and uh, you wouldn't expect your car to do it so why should your body be doing it um and so it's, it's going to affect your digestive system yeah. and and the whole works so you know, when you're running away from that saber to tiger life, we've used that metaphor so many times, it diverts the blood away from your ovaries, away from your reproductive organs, it boosts your cortisol, it depletes everything else. This is how stress directly affects your hormones and your cycle. Is that pretty clear, Ash? Can you kind of get that feedback loop? What I usually do when I'm teaching this stuff is actually draw this feedback loop cycle as to how one thing interacts with another and how stress depletes the whole system of the key hormones that you need to have balance. And I totally agree with that. It is a cycle. And I often use the analogy, though, it's a spiral. Yeah. It's a downward spiral because once you're sensitized to stress, you're then more likely to get stressed. And this vicious, nasty spiral occurs. And it's not as simple as just going round and round in circles. It's actually literally going round and round until things become so bad and your health is suffering so poorly that you are forced to take some action. Rather than picking up the early warning signals or the warning signs, most of us are not doing anything until we're in a health crisis. Yeah, exactly. And we've lost our ability to auto-regulate. And now we're seeking others to try and get them to help our body do what it's meant to be doing. And that's when we reach out to doctors, naturopaths, you know, chiros, nutritionists, people who, you know, you feel might be able to support you to bring back your health that you've lost. Exactly. I love that uh, saying that your body kind of gives you these little gentle whispers, which might be, you know, a painful period. It might be, you know, some mood changes or something like that. If you ignore those, then it gives you nudges, which might be irregular periods. It might be other things that are dysfunctioning. And then you get a sledgehammer. And that is the crash crisis point uh, because you have ignored the symptoms along the way and you know oftentimes it's not your fault because we are so out of touch with our system and how these cycles work because we haven't been taught how to kind of connect with that part of our body 
So, ladies, time to connect. Listen in. We're <laughs> going to talk about a little bit more about these uh, four S's. The next S is sugar. Sugar. And, you know, when we are just coating ourselves in sugar, when our blood sugar levels are going up and down, um, when we're playing around with insulin resistance. Our poor um, pancreas, poor, poor machinery inside, just exactly spewing out everything it can't do right and especially for women with polycystic ovarian syndrome or endometriosis um, sugar is going to be your absolute biggest culprit it directly affects both of those two conditions and especially pcos um, insulin resistance is one of the key factors that goes in with that syndrome Um, when you've got peaking and plummeting blood sugar levels it induces a cortisol response in the body so effectively um, you know having that sugar reliance is going to feed back directly into that stress cycle. It's going to affect your hormones exactly the same way that, uh, you know, running away from a saber tooth tiger would be. And it directly and, impacts your immune system. Exactly. You know, and so then your ability to, to ward off and fight off disease and infection has also flatlined or, or, you know, plummeted in a way that now makes you more susceptible to a host of other, you know, daily concerns, cough, colds, flus, sniffles, you know, infective eye, you know, exactly. lip, mouth ulcers. And you say, oh, well, it's just part of life. It's just part of health. It's just, you know, I just get them. No, there's, That's a, there's not a, good enough. No. It's not good enough. It boosts all the inflammation and the inflammatory markers in the body. It disrupts the microbiome, which we've discussed at length. And there's even this new... Um, a path of research that's showing there's actually specific microbiome markers which they call their strobilome which is actually driving our hormones as well which is amazing so that sugar um, addiction that so many people have is directly disrupting our hormones as well yeah and when we say discussed at length um you're probably sitting here going hang on they haven't discussed that today what, what are you talking about please go back to our previous episodes yeah, i mean we have an episode literally called that sugar episode <laughs> go in there and listen to that podcast go back to the one that's on the hypothyroid or any of the other things we've just talked about today because we've got a lot of episodes there already that you may not have tuned in with yet and that will help you put a bit more um meat to this well, not meat actually no i hope <laughs> we have a meat episode as well by the way so it'll put a bit more content into this um of these you know particular breakdowns exactly yes the third s is uh you know very relevant to us as chiropractors and it's spinal misalignments or what we call as chiropractors subluxations so we're talking about our hormone factory but what is the overarching control mechanism or controlling um you know hub for our whole body and that's our brain yeah, yeah, who sends the signals? Yeah, and that's the, the nervous system and its communication pathway is via the spinal cord and the nerves that exit from each of the spinal segments. If there's anything that's interrupting those messages, it's sort of like static along a telephone line and your brain cannot talk to your ovaries the way it's supposed to and therefore your ovaries can't talk to your brain the way it's supposed to either. Um, you know, it's, it's really basic neuroanatomy that... You cannot have a healthy functioning body unless your nervous system is actually interacting and sending those messages and receiving them as well appropriately. So, you know, as chiropractors, we routinely check the alignment of the spine, the pelvis, you know, the amount of women we experience in our practices who are having fertility issues. And then you do an assessment and their their lower spine in particular and their pelvic alignment is so poor. And, you know, you do raise that question. 
um, you know, feeling or function, uh, what came first, chicken or the egg, you know, like mm-hmm. um, in this case chickens because eggs are not being produced properly because, you know, like your hormones <laughs> exactly. are so out of balance so your fertility is offline. So, you know, we, we look specifically at those areas. So if you've never had a spinal nervous system assessment from, you know, a quality chiropractor in your area, it's time to just reach out, ask the question, how is my physiology? How is my, you know, biostructural integrity? And I use the word biostructural integrity because what that's saying is your structure dictates how you're going to function on so many levels. So have that structure assessed to make sure that it's appropriate for your health, you know, that it's going to be doing what you need to be doing. Um, You know, not all things are going to cause crisis in your body but small misalignments can have profound and huge effects yeah yeah absolutely and the final s is sleep deprivation and like we've said in our sleep episode can you see how kind of all of these things tie in sleep is a force amplifier so you know if you are not getting enough then life is hell we know that it regulates a whole bunch of hormones, including our leptin um, and, you know, and ghrelin. They're, they're, these leptin are your, and ghrelin, your absolutely. weight control yep. hormones, your, your satiety hormones. Um, and sleep is when your body regenerates, detoxifies. It's when your hormones are made. You need sleep to be able to have a healthy functioning system. Um, like I say, you ask any new mum if they're sleep deprived life really really is hell yeah. um, they don't use sleep deprivation as a form of torture for no reason yeah every military on this planet has used sleep deprivation as a, a tool and a means to break someone down or get information out well why because you're so deprived of conscious rational thought that you your body's being destroyed from the inside out you literally can die from sleep deprivation do you know what i've noticed if i am sleep deprived i cannot satisfy my hunger I could sit there and eat all day long. And mm. this is just from one night of lost sleep, uh, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, so how many of you are still catching up from New Year's <laughs> Eve? <laughs> so now's so, the time to catch up and, and get back in balance because what you'll have noticed is since uh, the Christmas New Year period, you've probably picked up some pretty untidy habits. Exactly. You know, possibly some bad habits. You had a lot of exposure to sugars and sweet foods. It's a typical traditional celebration time of year. Then you get New Year's, throwing some alcohol and some late nights. And now it's quite easy to reach for a glass of wine with dinner, a bit of chocolate, lunch, you know, all of a sudden you realise that you've just in a course of two to three to four weeks, you've actually established some new things. So put down the glass of wine, put down the chocolate right now, um, 2016, time to clean up. You know, it's time for you to make a change. And here is your checklist. Here's your homework right now. Look at the four S's. What's, are you managing your stress? Be conscious and aware of that. Uh, what's your sugar intake been like? I like to tell my patients that over the holidays, all bets are off. So Christmas Day, enjoy yourself, be with your family. Uh, but remember, Christmas is one day. Hmm. It's not a month-long feast um, and your body is going <laughs> to take that toxic load. Um, you know, what's your neural intake really like and have you had that checked? And are you getting good quality sleep so that's your homework ladies we want you to look into the four s's um do do your own little uh check there or your own little audit as to how you manage in your lifestyle because your diet your lifestyle the pollutions and the toxins all of these things are contributing to 
your hormonal imbalances. Absolutely. So let's start the year off, you know, getting ourselves back in check, you know, getting out of some of those bad habits that crept in over the holiday Christmas season, um, you know, going back and doing the appropriate tests and checks to find out where you are right now. And that gives you an opportunity to set the vision forward and say, okay, great, which areas of my health and well-being in relation to my hormones need to be improved so that I can have a much better 2016 and solve some of these problems that I'm experiencing through this year. So we hope that's given you some uh, insight into our reference to, to hormones, um, a reminder about some of the previous episodes we have recorded as well, because they're there for you to use and to learn from. And of course, to invite you to share this message with your friends and your girlfriends. And if they have never listened to these episodes, you know, share one, you know, send an email, send a link, say, hey, you were mentioning this at lunch the other day. I listened to something about that. There's some information that might help you because really this comes down to women helping each other. Yeah. Uh, until then, ladies, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know if you're struggling with any of those S's. What is the, the crux point for you? Is it the sugar or is it the sleep? Uh, we can certainly uh, give you some tricks and tools for then. Um, and as you know, in the coming weeks, we're going to really dive into some of those more specific imbalances and give you tools and strategies as to how to address those. So stay tuned. Um, but until then, be well. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Catch podcast brought to you by Audible. Do you find that you just don't have time to read all the awesome books that you hear mentioned on the Wellness Couch? Well, Audible might just have the answer. Audible is offering the Wellness Couch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torbs, Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash the wellness couch again that's audibletrial.com forward slash the wellness couch for your free audiobook this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.